Welcome back to the Prototype Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Owen. I just wanted to give a little quick intro to this episode. Go over a quick couple things before starting. Number one, if you are not already, please go follow the Prototype Podcast on Instagram. That is the only place I'm currently updating with new details about episodes and information with the podcast or hinting at new guests. Number two, if you'd want to give this a quick share or just let people know that you're listening to it, let it know, let others know what, what it's about. I'd greatly appreciate that. And third and finally, I am so excited for you to be able to listen to this episode. I had an absolute blast interviewing Connor and we had a lot of good conversations within this episode. So please make sure you listen to the end. It is a great chaotic conversation that we had and I'm so excited for you guys to be able to listen to it because I had an absolute blast recording it and with that the episode's going to begin in three two one I am here with Connor Lyman hello yeah uh thank you so much for coming back Connor of course and I'm really I released the the most recent episode with the notorious Noah Bach and I Got into contact with Connor the next day to ask him to come back on the show. And he said yes instantly. And I'm so excited to have him back right now. And I'm really excited to be able to talk to him about his new song, in uh, Young Inside. Yeah. So walk me through the uh, writing process of the song. Like, what, what made you want, what inspired you to write it? So a lot of it had to do with COVID. Um, COVID was not fun. Yeah, no. Um, terrible experience um it's five out of uh, four four out of ten yeah four <laughs> out of ten um there was growth through it but it just not a fun way to experience growth it was very much the hard way to grow mm-hmm. um and uh like the falling out of like a friendship and not really um having that friend kind of hurt um and there was just like other things like school was just stressful and with all of that I was like like just trying to move on from it and you know that that stuff wasn't that's just not something you just say and it happens so it took a long time but then I was noticing I was getting better Mm-hmm. I wasn't perfect, but I was get, I was getting better, and so I was like, "All right, this feels great. I want to capture this new feeling of just being okay." Um, and like when I think of just being happy, I just think of like being with friends and um, being out of the house. Not that being inside the house is bad because that that's where most of my work gets done that's where a lot of what you'll hear like happens um but just being out is just that's my living time that's yeah that's just where i'll do whatever i want it's just really nice to just go out um like one of my favorite things is just to be on a road trip like, and... A road trip? A road trip. And, really? Um, and have the windows down, have no destination, <laughs> have no, 
like reason just windows down going somewhere and playing music just it's 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 very nice and i mean i can't i don't have my license but like i have my permit and i know that just listening to music in the car is you know a pretty normal thing yeah but like i'm like oh this is a lot of fun and so it's a really fun thing that i'll do it's like your escape it's like your yeah version. it's your escapism yeah. and like Everyone had, like, some people go to, like, video games, some people go to movies, some people go to books. What you're just, like, music? Music, yeah. Okay. And, and acting, but right now I'm I'm focusing on music a lot. Yeah, so, so currently Inside is complete, and when, when are you going to be releasing it? Uh, that'll be out next Friday on the 6th. Okay. Yeah. And... And why, what made you want to wait so long to release it? Like, what was the, was it the anticipation or? Okay, so there is um, a bunch of stuff that goes into releasing a song. Um, So one, the whole process, you got to write it, Mm -hmm. of course. How long did it take you to write it? Like, roughly? Um, I don't know, because there was a lot of space um, in between writing it, okay. there was like, I don't really, um, like listen to like, like I'll listen back to the song and I'll be like, all right, that's good for now. I'll go write something else and then I'll come back to it. Cause there's a thing, like if I just write the song and just complete the song and then do all the production, do everything all at once. I'll hit the song by the end of it. Is is uh Young Inside your only song that you have like this far in the process or Um this far in the yeah, like production done, all that. Yeah. Um production wise it's the only finished song. But um it's uh there's songs that are done, just not done in the production and production for me is a million times harder than um actually actually writing the song that's that's my talent um but yeah other than just the whole writing process um there's like distribution stuff um i use a site called DistroKid, um and i recommend that to any artist who wants to release music who isn't already huge and has a distributor um it's a yearly fee and it's very cheap it's um if you just want to release a song or an album or whatever you can use like twenty dollars a month or not a month my bad that'd be a lot of money twenty dollars a year okay and uh you can you have unlimited uploads and there's just a bunch of stuff like that. And I I got the $35 version of it, which it's just a few more perks. Like, I can actually choose the release time. Would you not usually be able to choose the release time? No, it gives you a release date if you buy the $20 version. Really? Yeah. Um, but either way, it's a good deal, and you get unlimited uploads, and you get a lot of freedom with it. 
You're trying to give me a sponsorship right now because like this sounds like <laughs> I am not being sponsored by the what, what's the company name? Distro Kid. I am not being sponsored by Distro Kid right now. <laughs> I don't think Connor is either, but <laughs> no. But the reason I bring it up is because that's why this is um taking a while. Um, like the whole releasing because I did finish the song in early June. Uh, right before my producer left. Um, his name is Will. But his his uh, producer name is Greg Beats. Go check him out on Instagram. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, his his uh, Instagram just search Greg Beats. It'll show up, and Beats is with a Z at the end. <laughs> yes, make sure you. What so you guys you and Will were friends before that, of course, and yeah. what uh oh geez, um, so with the creation of Young Inside. Like, at, when it releases, what's, like, next for... What's the next, like, what's the next thing in your crossfire? Like, what's next? Um, so there's... There's a lot in mind. Um... Uh... I mean, I was not gonna say this, but... I mean, it's not really a big surprise. Um, there's... there. I'm gonna go singles. I'm gonna release singles. And, a, like, singles and singles and singles. And then when I'm ready and have it all produced, um, there will be a record and it'll be... All the singles or is it going to be like... It's not going to be all the singles. There might be some singles. Yeah. But I want singles so it's not... Like, I don't I don't like artists that go dark for like a year. Yeah, there's a lot of artists that do that, but like... For but a lot of their time is album tour, album tour, album tour, album tour. So I get that. For example, like Ed Sheeran, he like, he takes probably about a year, uh, like two or one or two years between each album, and like, he's blowing up, and it's just, what what's like, your end goal with all of this? If I may ask, what, um, what's a what's a crazy crazy insane goal? You know, I would I would want to be humble with it and just be like just just to release music that I love, and you know that's part of it. <laughs> I want to release music that I love, but, you know, you gotta be honest. I want to be, I I want to you know, tour. I want to go all over the place. I want people you want that scream my lyrics back at me. I, I want that. Yeah. And, and, um, I, I vibe with that a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, I wish I had that knack for talent like that. I, like, I, like you are, you are a very talent. Like when this album releases, I will definitely, or not the album, when the single releases, I will make sure to throw it everywhere because how, how talented you really are like mm -hmm. genuinely speaking you are very humble about it in addition to with with the mix of talent so it shows a lot about your character but your end goal is to would you want to make if given the option right now would you proceed to um follow the line and become follow a follow down an artist line and become a let's say like a like a real pop star or rock star would you like do that would you get a record label would you go underneath the record label right now oh of course yeah i would would you be worried that they would be too controlling about what the art you were releasing or read the contract <laughs> read the contract that's that's a big thing people screw themselves because they miss very small details they'll lose way more money than they'll make some people yeah like in, for example like mm -hmm. kesha like her whole entire record label is not, or was either Brit I think it was Britney Spears or Kesha. 
but one of them they signed a record deal and like they have no rights to any of their music they have they can't control any of the music they write uh, any music before like 2016 yeah i heard that taylor swift also re-released a lot of her stuff maybe uh, i don't know i don't follow up on taylor swift I, I a lot but i, I heard that she re-released a lot of her music because she didn't have the rights to it yeah and honestly that's not a big thing with me i don't it if it was then i would just be like all right i'll be an independent artist there's not a lot of independent artists that are huge um but some i know like chance the rapper uh-huh. never had a record deal really well he may he's probably had people be like we want to sign you we want to sign you yeah but he's never taken it never Never. He's out. Well, I don't know about never, but I know he's independent. Yeah. I know he is. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot. Because I'm not signed to that, I'm going to go back to uh, distribution really quick. Sorry. Um, the the thing that, the, the big thing that takes a while is that um, if I really wanted something out of this single, if I really wanted a lot of people to listen to it, um, the big platform is Spotify. Yeah, and what, where where could they find it? Like, what is it? Just Connor Lyman, or do you have a? Uh, yeah, my my name will just be Connor Lyman, and you can just search Young Inside Connor Lyman or something like that. And, um, the thing is, is that Spotify makes the those playlists, mm-hmm. um, like Pop Rising, um, today's top hits, yeah, any anything that they make. In the platform, DistroKid, they're like, all right, if you really want to have a chance on these playlists, you're really going to want to um, upload it to our site four weeks in advance. Yeah, you're going to take the... It's like their gamble, basically. Yeah. And there are other things um, that you're, you're going to want to do, though, um, that I wasn't able to do because it's my first song, so I don't have an artist thing on Spotify. Um, there's a an app called Spotify for Artists. Uh-huh. And um you sub you basically pitch them your song. Your song. And you're like, this is why I think I'll fit on this playlist. This is you're basically asking to be on a playlist. And it's it's a it's a pretty big thing. But I don't have this is my first song and so my artist it, it's not gonna be set up until it's actually released of course um so i wasn't able to do it that uh this time but um i i know i'll be doing that in the future but yeah there's just so much that goes into it you really um for being a solo artist you still have to do a lot you still have to network like crazy you still because music industry i will not even that i'm just gonna say entertainment industry and almost Anything you do in life, you have to network. Yeah, it's all about connections. Yes. Everything is about connections in the, in the entertainment industry. Right. And that's really the thing that gets you places. Because if you know someone that even just knows someone, that's, yeah. that's really, really good. Do you and, feel like you're at a big disadvantage with where... Like, with currently living Bay City, like, Bay City. And, like, that's, like, not the, not the most... It's not. It's not. A, it's not a music yeah. center of the arts. No offense, um, but do you feel worried that's gonna, like, be a detriment to your success as an artist? Um. Not really. Um. If I were to stay here, yes. You think it'd be a handy? 
You think it'd be a handicap if you were to stay here? If I were to stay here, absolutely. For now, no. Because I don't have to worry. Like You're, you're, fifth, you're 15. Uh, yeah, you're 15. turning 16 in a month, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not thinking about... Well, I am thinking about just... I'm not like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to leave this city, you know. Um, the plan is to just stay here through high school. Mm-hmm. Whatever the move is after that, the move is after that. Whether it's, hey, we want you... Uh, like, I don't know. I It'd be a pretty big move for me to not go to college. But I'd need something pretty big already. You, exactly. You need... It's like... It's kind. Of, it's like how every kind of every artist has made that decision. Like, you can see. I I don't want to compare it to a YouTuber, but like YouTubers do it all the time. They go to college and they find success in an art form that they love. And do you, like, when you. I when you uh, start making progress as an artist, do you fear that? Do you fear the idea of releasing a song that everyone loves but never able to capture that same energy? You know, like, like a one hit wonder similar to those of somebody like the guy who wrote somebody you uh that you that I used to know. Somebody oh. Um Um it's I know it it's, doesn't I, really worry me. I I just choose not to like you gotta you gotta be smart about like you have to be conscious of certain things like yeah, this might happen and this might happen, but I'm trying to just do what I do and whatever happens happens because if if I I feel like if I were to just start thinking about these sort of things then I would get too caught up and like it would just not get me anywhere it would just keep me where I'm at because it it's just, I just don't think it's worth it sometimes it's just like to worry to worry yeah you see, I'm the polar opposite. I worry about every like I am I'm a very stress driven person. Like my anxiety gets so bad sometimes that it's just Mhm. I mean, and there there's definitely some things where that'll get me anxious, but that's usually if it's like more up and in my face and like when it's something I can see definitely happening that's like that's most likely going to happen. But I don't seem to get worried about what ifs though. Yeah. Like those those haven't really bothered me. I've never thought about the what if I don't get where I want to be. You 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 I've never I've never really cared to think about it just cuz I'm like I I've said this a few times um I'd rather like die working at McDonald's not making it than doing something else like and just you'd rather die instead of working at McDonald's is that what you, is that... no 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 I'd say I'd rather <laughs> die working at McDonald's trying to pursue your dream my dream yeah, okay. than doing another profession <laughs> I'm so sorry that's, 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 I am really worried that I worded that weirdly but I, that's kind of what I got from it the first time so I was like okay we're gonna this <laughs> McDonald's are the are dead <laughs> But, uh, no, that's, that's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you're discovering an art form that you truly love like that. It, yeah, it's a, great. A lot of people spend their whole entire lives looking for that purpose, looking for that drive that gets them there. 
Yeah, but I also don't think that... Because there's things that, you know, like... um, Like music and acting and that and theater and stuff like that. That's all, you know, stuff I want to do when I'm older, but... And, and that's why I think I'll do. But I feel like you can't get too attached to One looking single... for... Because the thing is, is success, of course, doesn't always come. So... Success, do you think success is an objective idea, though? Like, everyone has their own definition of success, don't you think? Or... Um, I, I guess... What's your definition of success? Sorry, let me ask that. Yes, um... I guess it. Like what? What's your like? In the words of Kevin Disher, what's your American dream? Um. Noah said it nicely. I I do think it's a lot of it is like being content, and with where you're at. Yeah. And I'm I'm content. I'm very I, I feel like I've if we're going by that I've succeeded. And just life so far. Yeah, you've succeeded in following your... Like, yeah. A lot of people, uh, including myself, I, I'm a very talkative person about my dreams. Like, I, I talk about the... Like, even the podcast. I talk, I've talked about bringing it back for a year. Over over a year. And it wasn't until Noah pushed me in, into doing it that I actually brought it back. Or the idea of filming again. Or the idea of filming in general. Because it's something I've always wanted to do. But I just... I never had that push. And I think it's so awesome at the age of 15 that you've already discovered that that you're you've already took that leap of faith you're taking that leap of faith as we speak right now and you're continuing to make this art form and of course it's like you're driven by the idea of doing art and then there's the idea of succeeding within your art that's like mm-hmm. that's an artist's dream to be able to right. express their feelings express what's going on in their mind and put that out there and succeed with it mm-hmm. and i think that sometimes the idea of, and you know, like I was saying, I think, I think of success in two different ways. I think of it, like I was saying, you know, being happy, being content with life. But then I also think of just simply just achieving what I want to achieve in music and getting where I want to be. What's like, what's your, what's your goal in music? Um, like, is it like, just, the... I want to be the next Mendez. I want to be the next John Mayer. Like, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, Connor, (laughs) and I'm hoping I can see you do that, I I am real, like, if there's somebody I could see succeeding in music too, I I, I genuinely, you can ask anybody who knows you, Connor, that's like, you're a very humble person with your talent too, and it's Mm -hmm. it's something that you don't see a lot with an artist, like, I struggle with that, I struggle with that even myself, and it's just something really beautiful that you have, and but what's your other idea of success? You being happy and it's being happy. And- yeah. Um, it just, cause I feel like for me, it's very, there's just two things. If there's a line. There's, but- there's, yeah, there's two different things for me. It's where do I want to be? Where do I want to go with this? Like my career and where do I want to go with my life? Cause they're separated. Yeah. They're like- definitely separated. Cause I think that success is great. Where I want to go is great. But at the same time, if I get too obsessed with the with the idea of success, which I am. I'm obsessed with success. I don't think anyone that 
tries to do anything for a living cannot get obsessed with success. But I want to keep at least a little bit to where, like a line that I don't cross so I can at least like have have this this peace I guess mm-hmm. um and for me I'm not gonna get into it but like a lot of it has to do with like religious stuff like that that yeah, that's that probably... stuff like that soothes me that um has been like a lot of my morals yeah a lot of stuff that I like want to grow into like a lot of it is is um in that and that's that's really important to me and that that will always go above the music that's that's what i want to keep to i I don't want to get to the point to where because you'll see it all the time you'll see these artists that are super successful huge but then at the end of their career they don't have anything they don't have anything to look they're back on. so empty because they put they produced and produced and produced and just kept and that's and it sucks because that's the that's everybody's expectations is everybody has this expectation where nobody stops yeah america is terrible with it it's the idea where so, we work and work and work and it, work the and american never dream stop it's the idea of the american dream it's horrible it is yes. it, it in con- like the idea of it is absolutely horrendous and i 100 percent agree with you and i i think it's really awesome that you have something that drives you like that like i'm not a very religious person myself but i think that's absolutely wonderful that you got that and mm-hmm. it do you think sorry side question do you think you would ever like inside or uh, young inside is more of like a uh, what what would no John would you identify it as pop? Yeah, just just pop, just would, stuff you listen to on the radio. I know you're like a really you're really into Christian music yourself. Do you think you'd ever write like Christian music like gospel? Um, I've I've thought you know like this is important to me and I want to bring glory to God through, like throughout whether it's not addressed specifically in my music yeah you... but like because you know like i'm saying i'm 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 addressing it like right now so like i i want to you know spread light to it but i don't think that's that's what i necessarily want to do but if i if if it's ever brought up um and I, if i if i was like yeah i guess i'll do it it'd be an entirely different thing yeah, I want to yeah. separate it. I, I'm not going to be like, um, it, 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 I don't, I don't know how I'd execute it, but you don't need all work. I know is it, it just wouldn't, it, there would be a line between this is my, this is what I do. And then here's just a passion project. That's also something that I just feel like doing. I was just curious. Like it was a serious, it was very it was a question that I was wondering for a while, like that since you started writing music, because I know you are very passionate about your beliefs with religion. We've talked mm-hmm. about it on several different occasions. Like, we've gotten several different arguments about like our <laughs> our difference in beliefs, but uh, I I think that's I I agree. I think it's a really cool th- idea, and I, yeah. I had like I I'm just, I was just curious because I when you were talking about it or when you were talking about performing, I thought about the one time me and you went to that one Christian concert. And it took like four <laughs> songs in for me to realize that I was at a Christian concert. It was, it was so funny. Yeah, it, uh, I went. We, 
uh, Connor's church, was it your church? Um, no, my, well, it was my mom and then, um, another person from our church. They sang a few songs and then these people who are like well known for their Christian music were there. And like, it took me like, it took me about four songs in until I like realized that I'm, I'm not a very huge if anyone knows me really or decently well, I am not the most religious individual. Like I was a yeah. bore, I was a borderline atheist for a while, and um, at this time I was also a borderline atheist. <laughs> and I I walk in there and I'm just sitting there just smiling, listening to the music. It was and during the fourth song I heard something about Jesus and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> and I look around and like people are standing up with their hands in the air and I'm like they're all standing. I'm just sitting there like. Wait a second. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I think that's so cool that you are. And <laughs> I, I think a lot of people have misconceptions with it. Like, people think I hate people, certain people, but I'm like, no. You're very, I, oh, sorry. I th- that's really it. I just wanted to say that because there's a lot of people know what I'm talking about, but, like, yeah, there's pe- definitely groups of people that think you have a, there's like we're stig- exclusive. And stuff. Yeah, you, like it's like the stigma. Like do you, <laughs> like it's kind of like the belief. Are you like in the ideas of like the church, like the Church of Christianity is open to everybody? Do you have that? Yeah, I think so. Definitely, I think there are people who are terrible. Yeah, in it within it, but I also think that's the point of it. I think that the point not. Not the point. No, no, no. I'm just, I, I, I'll get. I'll get yeah, that. I'll, I'll um, explain. Explain it. I we'll... think the point of <laughs> the religion is to realize, hey, we're all, we all suck. Yeah. Exactly. No. We, we all do things that we shouldn't do. Uh huh. And, um, because of that, we need someone to so, take our punishment for us. I then. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. Because because, if if someone else didn't, who was already perfect, then we'd have to take it ourselves. Exactly, and like that's the like I'm, I a hundred percent see that, and like the biggest thing, the biggest criticism I see behind the idea of the church is just, uh, and the thing is, is there's so many different versions of Christianity, and like, it, every religion is very, there's like parts of it that are extremists that are exclusive. There's like, every religion has their own, like, there's cultists in America that use the word of God against people to murder them. And then there's people in the Middle East who use the word of uh, Muhammad to say, and they do terrorist acts, like, the, in his name because they believe that they're extremists like that. Mm-hmm. And there's people that use the word of any kind of God for hate. And I think it's, I think it's real, that's kind of the stigma people have against religion. And especially, it's very common in America against Christianity, especially because these yeah. the stigma against like for example like gay people it it's often viewed that depending on which branch of christianity you're in 100 percent, you know what i mean mm-hmm. some people some people are very hateful towards gay people and some people are very hateful towards my not i don't even want to say minority groups that's not that's not true it's like it, it was true for a while but mm-hmm. um towards different groups of just people and i, I and i i 100 like the more i've talked to you about it the more i've discovered that it, it's not like that. I, I, I used to have the belief that I hate, I hated the idea of being a Christian because of how hateful the religion was and how, cause there was a lot, there was a lot of hate in it. Like I went to a, yeah, there I, still is. Exactly. It, it's, it's, it's a welcoming 
if you, uh, the thing is is that people look at the people instead of looking at the words the words and the the actual book yeah a lot of people yeah. just because the thing is, is anyone can form the book however they want anyone can like for example the cultist i was talking about they change the words that are in the bible to form whatever like narrative they want to fill you know what i mean and i think yeah. i think it's really interesting just to watch how everyone has a different definition of god and a different definition of the ideas of what the bible say because a lot of people just view it so differently and it's so crazy how one book has so one book has caused so much pain but so much life at the same time and yeah yeah and it's just mind-blowing to think about that you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah for sure um i think we should move on though yeah 100 percent, 100 sorry i just <laughs> just call it sorry um but yeah so as as you progress as an artist so when we last talked about a year ago we uh mentioned i, I believe at that time you were interested in becoming a broadway actor i believe we talked about it and yeah is that in the picture still or what that's what? in the picture um when i think of music i think of like this is definitely something I want to pursue. Um, And so is Broadway. And, and I also want to do stuff in LA. I want to, I want to do it all. I want to do acting, theater, music. And, and those are my things. Those are the things that I really want to do. And it seems like so hard. And, you know, they're, three of some of the hardest industries to get into but the thing is is like one once you get into one it's a lot easier to get into the others and so um i'm not a hundred percent sure what um what the execution is going to be um i know that i'm i want to go to college but I'm not sure whether that's going to um, be like whether I'm majoring in musical theater, whether I'm majoring in acting, or if I'm just majoring in music, or double majoring, or majoring in minoring, or what the plan is there. And then I know I want to go to New York. That's just my favorite place. That's I, I'm a big city kid, too. Um, I don't live in one, but like I want to go to one. Yeah. It, it's It's... It's like even if I just had like a ter like I had a terrible um like the last show I was in was just a really rough experience cuz like I was saying like a lot of the inspiration for young inside and 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 all the 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 bad stuff was going on then and it was prolonged because of like quarantines it was a 5 month process for a show that was very off brand for our school and I remember it just week, wasn't great. It, it, it really wasn't. The week before, it was supposed to, like, you guys were supposed... Was the week of or the week before you guys were supposed to perform that you guys got quarantined? Yeah, it was, like, two weeks beforehand. And we were like, if we don't pro, uh, push this back, we wouldn't have done dress rehearsals. We wouldn't have done stuff with the pit except for once. And we would have to go on stage then. And so we definitely, definitely pushed it back. Yeah. And um, some people were... Uh, already quarantined beforehand and they were like if we go on now they wouldn't have been able to do the show at all 
it was very rough. And that experience was just a very, very tough one. And I was not looking forward to doing theater. Like, I knew I was going to. But that was just simply because I felt obligated to. I had already built such good relationships with with the people who are already doing it. Yeah. And But just because of the way our theater program has Shifted. been altered and it Tried really Hallmark. just destroyed your love for it yeah I, I, it, it's been it's been terrible but that still somehow like just the thought of seeing like a, a broad like a broadway marquee in just new york it just still like i'm like oh my gosh like that's just amazing and it, it's still like i'm like i this is still what i want to do and it's like and it's like reassuring because it's like I just went through this and I can still love it. And I, I think like a lot of what you're saying is a hundred percent true. And I just, I think it's because we were, me and you came in to theater at Garber and at our school mm-hmm. late. Like we came when the great, like when the, uh, when it was a, it was a change of shift. It was a change of watch almost. Like we went from having like Mr. Smith and Mr. Olette and for that to then shift to, uh, Mr. Morris and Mr. Helmer and it was a very big change because... just and a to, terrible year to have it change. Exactly. And just to clarify, I don't think badly of Mr. Helmer. I just think he's a very different style than what I was used to. It, it was very, very different. And I don't think it's exactly bad. It's just... It's a big shift. And I think it's a really... Impo- but the thing is, is it teaches you how to adapt to different directors. Right. And that that's what's good. I'm I'm happy that that's happening and you know, that's always good to look at the positives, but it it is really hard sometimes um to look at the positives when you just feel like you're just surrounded by a lot of things that you're just not enjoying. Um I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Like a lot of yeah. pe- a lot of people talk to me. I talked to a lot of people about uh the show the uh time the when we when we were in uh uh Little Mermaid Mm-hmm. I absolutely hated that. I was going through a very depressive state at that time. I was re- I was really young, but I was going through a full-scale depression at that point. And a lot of people told me they loved that show, but every time I think about it, I can only think about negative things. And I, I, I feel horrible about it, but mm-hmm. I'm a very positive person now, but it's just... I, I can definitely see where you're coming from with a lot of... with your emotions, though. Because at that point, I was ready to quit theater. I, I was... I was done. Like... Mm-hmm. And the same thing that ha- the same a very similar thing happened to me last year, where I was so overwhelmed by I was doing swim one acts and the musical all at the same time. We have a one act festival at our school, by the way. If you don't go, you should totally go to it if we're gonna have it this year. It's an absolutely wonderful time. Mm-hmm. But I said I just felt overwhelmed constantly. I just hate it. It made me hate theater. It made yeah. me want to leave. I feel like, um, with theater, everyone's had that like I think I'm gonna tap out moment just cause it it the thing between that and music is like with me like I don't think I'll think about quitting music for a while because not a lot is gonna change with music a lot of it it's your own walk even if we go into like lockdown again I'm still gonna be doing it I'm still gonna um send stuff to to my producer I'm still gonna do stuff that I can still release music and because I'm like 
it's all very solo right now. Mm -hmm. Still need a lot of people, but like a lot of it is because of simply just me and my producer. It's able to get done. And because it's me, like the, the core of it is me. I'm able to dictate what happens and I can't, I can't a hundred percent control everything. Of course. Yeah. But I'm able to control a big majority of what goes on. Um, with theater, not a lot you can do. Even if you're the main character, you're surrounded by directors and other castmates and sets and what I th- crew. I think it's a good thing, though, because it teaches... It's, it's it, great. Yeah. But it's been very hard when when you see something going downhill and you just want to push it back up. Yeah, and you want more. You want more control. Not even more control. Of the situation you want to uh, be able to control your own destiny almost. Mm-hmm. And with like again with like theater compared to just the music, you're a solo artist. Industry is you can decide what you want to do. You can decide what you want to make. You can decide how you want to do it. With theater, mm-hmm. on the other hand, you have to go through so many checklists, and you have to. It depends on the. It always depends on the group you're working with too, and if you if they are the ones that want to work with you, it's a very difficult process. And I. Mm-hmm. So you want to go into do you so you want to go into musical theater, and then you want to go into, making writing music and songwriting, in addition to then becoming a regular actor. Well, I'm not sure. That's that's what I was saying. Is I was like there's just so many options I have right now, is um so I'm not sure exactly what the game plan for what the college is going to be and i think it's like the thing is it's crazy that you're even trying to get this game plan going at the age of 16 like you still got like three you got still got three years left and and but i think it's important to to think it through um i agree but i was i was talking to um a counselor or therapist or whatever you want to call that person same thing um I i was just like yeah i don't have a lot bad things going on but I really overwhelm myself a lot because I have a lot of things I do and um and not only that like I like to know where I want to be like I have a decent like I'm well ahead of the game with it like I know what I want to do I've known what I want to do since I was in sixth grade which is great that's not not to the extent that it is now because now there's just more things, but I've known I wanted to, I was like, all right, I really like theater and I think I want to do this now. And so I was like, cool. And I was very like tunnel vision, like uh-huh. theater, 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 theater. And since I was in sixth grade, I've made all these friends and I was very like influenced. I tried to do all the things they did and you know. I did see that a lot though. Like, Did you, mm-hmm. did you think you suffered from the idea of not having a self identity like did you do you think you had that because um i struggled a lot with that when i was younger and I'm... it it wasn't um knowing who i was it was more just i really like these people that i'm surrounded by i want to be more like them and i also want to be friends with them w- one thing that i had to get out of is i had a huge like like, one of the things I was proud of most is that I was friends with, like, okay, 
cut me a little slack. I was in sixth grade. Yeah, and so I was in middle school don't, here. Don't worry but, about it. It's but like, I was I was very proud of the fact that I was, um, able to be friends with like these juniors and seniors in high school while I was like in sixth and seventh grade. Yeah, and, um, I mean. I think part of it was just I was able to have normal conversations. And, I mean, a lot of people in middle school just, honestly, are just weird. Yeah, Simply. I, I, was, the we- I was the weird kid who and, would, like... you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I do some quirky things sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm kind of quirky. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I'm going into music. That's not a very popular thing. I mean, it is, but <laughs> when you go to school yeah. and you're like, I do theater... And I do, you know how many people shut you down? You know how many girls, as soon as you say, I do theater, will just totally disregard you. It's, yeah, because they think just, you're gay. The 100%. Yeah, like, I, like, like I, I was thought to be gay for a while because I did theater. Like, that's not yeah, the, 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 the exactly. hundred, like 100%. Like, I, and I still get asked it sometimes, but. But yeah, I, one thing was, is that like, I wanted to be a lot, um, like the people around me and uh so i could fit in and then it was it was i mean i should have been more aware but middle school is where you form yourself anyways really that in high school so it's not too big of a problem but i've come to realize more of me than just theater and stuff like that but um what i was going to say about like the friends is like because I had all these friends, I was so proud of the fact that I had all those friends. Yeah. And, you know, to an extent, it's like, yeah, cool. You should be happy that you have these friends because, you know, not everybody gets those kind of opportunities. And not everybody is even able to if they try mm-hmm. uh, at that age. But I was very, um, I didn't realize it until, like, I think eighth grade. So it took two years for me to notice it, but I was very, like, egotistical about it. Like, I was very much, like, whenever I would see other kids um, my age talking to people that were older, it would trigger something. And I was like, why does this feel weird? I'm like, they're just like me. Just mm-hmm. like me. Maybe not to the extent of the amount of theater I do and, like, the amount, like, I put in because this is what I want to do. But it was just, like... I realized I was like, okay, I need to, I need to lay loose on this. I can still be friends and still be appreciative of being friends, but I need to, um, like definitely lay low on the whole ego thing. And then, um, with just a lot of things that happened this year, like COVID and then just normal life experiences, I've become way more self-aware and especially with like ego and being able to spot it. And it, it's, I think a lot of people have misconceptions where people are like, um, oh, that person has an ego. That person has an ego. Like, this person's fine, but like, that person has an ego. And it's like, everyone has an ego. It's, it's just whether you're conscious of it, I guess. Because like, when you're more self-aware, you're able to be like, okay, do I really need to bring up this or am I just saying it because I think it sounds cool? Or, And if people ask me a certain question that I think 
I would respond and like it'll make me sound cool. I'll answer it if they ask me, but I've I've been trying to do things for like an actual purpose and not trying to just do them so I sound cool. And and that's that's another thing that's helped me with like being humble and stuff. Just just trying to do things just I guess that are just good. I just not out of the kindness to, of your heart? Huh? Out of like the kindness of your heart? Yeah. Not just not trying to like like sometimes I've I've mentioned things like like I work a job and there were like crazy hours I had to work because they're like concerts so most of the work is actually after the concert and you know concerts are typically in the evening so you have to clean up and stuff and because there were like three concerts in a row I made a, a lot of money mm-hmm. and um, I remember I brought up the amount of money I made and and I was like why did I say that I was like I, I did not need to say that I I was like this does nothing for nobody it's just that temporary oh yeah that's that's cool yeah it's like it and i'm like i don't need to do that i it just doesn't get me anywhere do you let you said you don't really i'm sorry do you dwell on when you do that do you dwell on those ideas for a while or did you kind of, um of like when you like actually criticizing myself yeah do you do you, uh, do you suffer from like a like a because a lot of people um not really until it it becomes a habit like if there's certain things that i'll repeat over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and i'll like fail constantly then i tend to be more critical of myself um and yeah but i i mean i don't know i guess that's something that i'm gonna just have to figure out um i'm not i don't allow myself to sit in shame Mm -hmm. because that's just good but like you don't let yourself sit in your own sorrows, basically. You kind of, like... Yeah. You pick and yourself up and you say, let's go. I try to. I try to. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard, but you just you just got to. Um, and another thing that kind of goes along with that is, like, self-pity. Self-pity is, like, a drug. Because the thing is, is you're going through something rough and you know you're going through something rough and then you know that other people are going to... Um, feel bad for you. Feel bad for you. It feels good. No matter, even, it sucks because you feel bad for yourself, even though you know you should be, like, it's fine to know that if I were to share my story because of how bad something was Mm -hmm. and how bad something is, let's say it happened in the moment, because that's usually how self-pity goes, um, something happening, like, present, um, and if I would share it, you would know that, that people would feel bad for you, but it's not. You you just gotta. There's a certain line. There's definitely a line because self pity. There's there was like a time where, I felt like. So stripped of a lot of things like. During, one of my, quarantines, just, not great. There there were only like two times where I'd say like, I was really depressed in my life. Yeah. Um. I mean I'll. I I definitely tell people individually what those things were, but I'm not going to address it specifically right now. But oh, like, of course. I, I would um, not want to... You don't want to get your yeah. dirty laundry out in front of yeah. how many people listen to this. And, um, 
and like I was I was like man this just sucks I'm just sitting in bed and I don't know what else to do because the whole world is shut down the things that I love right now not including music but like just everything felt like it was just going down the drain yeah and I mean that part of it was like that helped was like I was saying just faith just that stuff helps because it's like there's a lot of inspiring things in there and in, in, in the bible and stuff but like no no matter like it it's like you can for me it's been like even though I had that it was just it, it, it still sucked it didn't change my reality and so it was just very, very, very dull for, like, a really long time. And then it was, like, sometimes I would feel like, and and I've thought of this before, and it, it went over my head because it sounded confusing to me. But then I it started to make sense. Because I was so stripped of human connection, I'm a, I'm a performer. And, and everything I write is wants to be for performed i'm a performer and and i feel like everyone everyone's a performer it's just it's not music sometimes it's not going up on stage instagram's a big performance thing it's it's huge on performance all all of social media is performance and because of how robotic it is now everything posts everyone posts the same thing blah 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 and but like i felt like i was performing I, I wasn't able to perform for people with music but I felt like with my emotions I was I'll, I'm very I'm, I vent a lot but like I was my only source of performing was self-pity I felt like yeah because the only thing that could see it was myself so I felt like if I felt bad for myself and what I was going through because like I was saying self-pity just sometimes feels good because you're like it, it, you feel bad for yourself it, it doesn't even make sense to me like how how do you feel good by feeling bad for yourself Some, it, sometimes human emotions it, don't make no absolutely no it, sense it doesn't make sense sometimes and <laughs> i'm not going into philosophy so i i mean i don't fully understand certain things like that but like of course it's it's very much um something that was not fun because i was like i felt like just generally, like, the only thing that, like, and, and it's so weird because I feel like people th- think I'll, I'll, like, over-exaggerate when I'll tell things like this or, like, will um, lie or something like that. Not that that's my character, but it's, like, people, it's, it's on the outside, you're, like, this kid has a lot of friends, this kid... Um, has a great family. This kid yeah. has so much. Has like, and and I do. I'm so grateful for everything I have. And there's just so much. There's a lot behind that, the curtain that right? I have. But like, it. But and I can understand why people would be like, how can, how can he feel lonely? Like how can he, how can he feel, like the only thing he has is himself. And it's just because a lot of what I wanted attention from, I wasn't getting. And, and, and John Mulaney actually said a good joke. It was like, um, Javi said he would feel lonely 
And then some that the person he was talking to was like, oh, well, we should hang out. And he was like, that's not what I meant. And it was it was funny. Yeah. But that's that that's how it is. It's like it's not that we even sometimes don't get enough attention because lonely is such a it, what we feel isn't even lonely because we're not alone. If we're not actually alone most of the time when we like people I know feel it. Yeah. Some people like actually like they some people have nothing. Yeah. But no, I know what you mean. But we're what we want. We don't have. And yeah, so, exactly. I know that exact. Yes, exactly. Sorry, continue. I'm, and so I'm really into. I'm just. We're, we just don't. We just respond in a way like, where we're like, I'm so lonely, and it's like. But you're lacking that you're, specific thing. You're just lacking the one thing you have, and then that's that's one thing that's good to know is like, if you feel that way, sometimes you you can be like that. That's what I like to know is like is like with emotions too sometimes is like sometimes you just got to know what you got what you know yeah because your your emotions lie oh yeah they, they, they your emotion i had a, a lot of i've had a lot of like hard experiences with my emotions because i let them blind me a lot of the time because mm-hmm. you don't want to listen to the logic in your brain you don't want to like for example when you're in like any kind of relationship you don't want to see the bad side of like it, it doesn't even need to be like a girlfriend or a boyfriend mm-hmm. or whatever like that it can be even just like a friendship you don't want to see that person in a negative light so you convince yourself that they're not that mm-hmm. and i did that a lot and yeah I, I'd, i've done that a ton like there's been a plethora of toxic people in my life that i've convinced i've convinced myself that they're okay because i don't want to be alone like i did i did i do that a lot with like just anybody because the concept of loneliness is so it was so horrifying for me when I was the earlier like months ago even month even months ago the idea of loneliness was such a scary concept to me that I just was horrified every day of not I, I always had the belief in my mind that I had to find somebody that that was going to bring me happiness I, I had the mm-hmm. belief of a hopeless romantic I still am a hopeless romantic 100% it you know what that is I've heard it a million times, but I don't know exactly what it means. Essentially, the con- it's the concept and idea of uh, um, you believe there is someone out there for you. It's almost like you believe that there is a... It's like almost like true love, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. You've never watched The Great Gatsby, have you? No. <laughs> well, don't, don't people watch it in school, though, eventually? Disher will show you it, but... Uh, okay. um, it was only until... like I had, to, I had this mindset that I had to find love. And eventually, I did, I, 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 I've only really, I only know I've ever found love from a different person that's not my family once. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think I found it again, but that's a side note, that's a whole different story. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, uh, the idea of, it was only until I watched this comedy, this comedy show, actually, where this guy talked about the idea of loneliness, because he brought up the point of, you never can really love some you never really can be loved or love somebody until you love yourself because if you don't love yourself 100% if some if you love yourself anything less than 100% a person only needs to go 1% above that it's only until you need to love yourself 100% that someone else needs to love you 110% and someone needs to show up for you 110% of the time and like hmm. I, I watched that after a really hard breakup and it was that moment that really made me realize that 
that I, I needed to love myself and I needed to get out. Like I was in a self pity. I was in a self pity little pool of like a little kiddie pool with a couple of little floaties just floating around in my own pity. And it was only until I watched that and I was like, I, I just need to find a way to love myself. And I, I a hundred percent see where you're coming from with the idea of self pity because you were able to get out of there with music. I think that's, a, that's yeah. amazing. And the, the thing with like the word love people hate it and people but people like what's your opinion about love like what's the, what I, that's a really oh, it's a really deep question to really, I, I i want it i want it a yeah lot. Like, everybody wants a piece of the cake you know love, what I mean? <laughs> love is love is everything uh, not everything but a lot of things do you think that's like the pur- do you think that's the purpose of life i i think well if i'm honest I think it's a lot of it, um, uh, cause, I mean, I'll I won't touch I won't go back into it, but like with God, yeah, they but, they say God is love. Yeah, then I think a a ton of things are love. Then I think I think like if God is love, I think I think music is love. I think art is love. I think I think art or not art. I think love is in a ton of things. Except for, I think art is, art, shoot, I keep saying art when I mean love. I think love (laughs) is like, um, like light. Um, Uh this isn't a huge metaphor, but like, as in, um, how light is, like darkness is just the absence of light. Uh Uh-huh. I think it's the same thing with hate. I think hate is just the absence of love. I don't think hate is its own thing. I think... You you don't unless people are insane, you don't meet people who just who just um kill people. You don't you something yeah. happens to them to where they where they lose love, we'll say. Yeah, lightly. Um where they do something awful. There's a it's always a in cause and effect. There's pretty a, pretty simple concept. But like there's a John Mulaney skit that like that talks about this actually. You remember, you remember the, the one I'm talking about where he's like, you know, I never really realized how people would want to kill each other and until then, I got cheated on. Yes, and yes. then I then I realized, okay, I I see the point. <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna do it, but I, I see it. But, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> and and so, I think I'm I'm full of love and love is all around me. I know I know that for a fact, but. Everyone, of course, and and you don't you want you'd never want to take that stuff for granted because I mean if there's one thing we learned recently is that don't take stuff for granted. But yeah, the I re- I and the the big thing with of course everyone is they want to find that person, um, uh, and I I re- I really want to too. Um, do you believe in true love? Do you believe that there's a person? Because. I always this is the, this I'm not I'm not really entirely sure. I think that I I guess if I'm like I believe a lot of things happen for reasons. I'm not I'm not gonna say hey I just snapped and that, that I I hundred I'm the hundred yeah. I'm the I am that guy that says there was a moment where like I when I look I, I struggle a lot with connecting to people like connecting people deeply like for example how we're talking right now I struggle mm-hmm. with that and I struggle with that especially with when I talk to girls and I struggle with trying to like 
find a deeper connection. It's only until I look at them and I just, there's that, that there's a click in my brain and I'm like, holy shit. I, I just, yeah. And like, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't like saying it's love right away, but you, I just know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, there's, I will, I've been trying to rest, I've, I've been restricting myself a lot with, with, um, girls. Um, I'm very much, uh, I feel not, like... I'm not with this high school stuff. Oh, I hate, dude. I'm not, like... The concept of a relationship in high school is so just messed up and so diluted from the idea of what a relationship would actually be, you know what I mean? And I'm not against dating in high school. I'm not against it at all. I think that um, it's worth it, of course, even if it sucks, because you're going to grow from it. Yeah. But the I don't like um, what the precedent is i don't i don't like dating people and it, it just the game to, of high school do you want me to point it out do you want me to point it out for you because you sound all right do you want me to point it out because then i can say it well no not not, <laughs> not i'm not saying just sex and yeah and stuff it, like that i'm well, just saying like but often it's misconstrued that's the goal of a relationship like in, especially in high school that's like the idea and the conquest I, of it like a lot of a lot. It's very common in men, especially in this age group, mm-hmm. that there's a. It's like a. It, it sounds horrible coming, and it's, it sounds bad, but it, it is honestly like if you meet, men like this and guys like this, they view it the idea of sex as like a conquest. You know what I mean? They view it as, something that's this great amazing thing that's gonna be the best thing ever. Cause I cause that's what. Book that's what culture has told me. What do you, what we do? And, and I'm in high school. Exactly. I, I like full of hormones, and you're like convinced, like exactly. watching pop culture, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna go do this stuff with a girl. And, <laughs> and you know, it it's it's natural, but like, yeah. and I mean, sorry, I I don't I don't like think of love and like I don't see myself. Um, having a high school sweetheart i don't see it happening i'd want of course i'd want it i don't want it i i if i could i just have that person right now but like i really um i i've never really thought of like i've never thought okay i'm gonna have a, a girlfriend and then i've never been like all right sex is on the agenda i've never i've never thought of that because I've always been like um well I'm I'm religious one. Yeah, of course. Uh, that that's just part of it. I just want to refrain until marriage. marriage. Yeah, I wouldn't. And and I think that's just simply because once you do that, I feel like there's more than just the action. I feel like there's so a much part, involved. A, a in part of you is taken away. You exactly. you're, you're giving you're you are becoming so vulnerable at that point in your life. Regardless of when you do it, it's like you're basically like Hey, so you're gonna be taking this big part of me because this is an experience. <laughs> like yes, exactly, uh, and and I think it's pretty logical. Not even to like it, like to wrap your head around like when people kiss, they feel a connection. It's the same thing, but intensified. Oh yeah, it's like a super intensified. And so I've not, I've never really thought of that, but like I I've thought 
John Mayer actually said this during a show, and I, I was like... I thought we were just quoting comedians after comedians, sorry. John Mayer is not yeah, a comedian. Sorry, I, I don't know. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to John Mayer if you're We've watching. We've been quoting a lot of John M's. Yeah, well, John Mayer. M's. But sorry. Uh, John Mayer said that he wants... Before... And I 100% agree with this. I would, I would quote it whenever I can. But, like, um, he said, like... He really wants to have that sort of love before he, he taps out. He's he, or dies is what he said. Taps out. Or, taps out. <laughs> <laughs> or, checks out. Is checks what he out. Said. Okay. And he was and he was just saying like I have a lot, but I really want this before I go. And he was, in um. Uh, he was he was saying, that, he really did not want this. This um. He said something else, but I'm going to say it so it's easier to understand, like, what we see online as love and what we see to be love. But he wants this, thank God you're back. He wants that feeling. Thank, I haven't seen you in so long. It's been... I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. Like, I, or... Just that pure joy. Just, see. yes. The joy and, and... I, I I want that too, of course, and it, it's like a big thing. There, that's like one of the most important things to me outside of like, I'd say the three things are that are just that I want to keep and acquire is like, I want to continue to go along with like religion and stuff. Yeah. But I also want to, um, like, find success with art and acting and music and then just having that spouse in life um and and those are like the three big things and they're all pretty huge goals yeah but i don't really care like it's just their goals yeah their goals one we're getting near the end i so I i really wanted to ask you um what is your what are your what who are or what is your inspirations to follow this path in life like what like give me like three people or the three people that have inspired you most so i'm gonna i'm gonna go in different directions here okay just i'll give i'll give you different um who's uh, inspired you to get this far in life so there's there's a a musical answer a life answer and God, I, I, guess, I guess, and I guess God. Just, God, yeah. God, God's gonna be mentioned somewhere. God, God is, uh, God's his own thing. God's his own. So, get in the corner. God. We got. <laughs> go, we go, got, go, set the hat on. <laughs> we got musically. It's just, um, I, I'm very inspired by John Mayer. I'm very inspired by Sean Mendez. Uh huh. And then, uh, man, those are like my top two right now. So, but I guess. Another one would be, uh, we'll just say, um, like Charlie Puth, Justin Bieber, a lot of those people, uh, all my musical influences. And then like, I guess the core, like people, um, would be like, um, 
like my parents, of course. I'm gonna count them as one. Yeah. Um, you can just they they're so supportive. They're yeah. they've never really that, that's been big... against anything like um, that I've wanted to do. They 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 want me to be smart, but they they're like go for it. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a thing a lot of kids don't have too, and yeah. I think that's really awesome. And, um, I guess another one would be. Man, this is hard. Um, you can name as many people as you like. We we have all the time. All right. Well, I'll I'll just spew a bunch of people. Three yeah. is hard. You can you can just go. You can go into detail about each of them too. I'll we, go we have like. Wait. Don't worry about it. Um. I'll say. I'll I'll say like a lot of the people in the theater family. Yeah. Um but I guess the ones that really pushed me forward were like um Noah Bach, Noah Walther and then uh the twins in Madison. Yeah. Because um uh Noah Bach is just, you know, he's always been there. Um same thing for me. And like, it it's so weird because I I feel like I'm in his shoes now. Like, yeah. When I met him, I was in sixth grade. He was a freshman. Well, I didn't meet him in. Fr- I I've known him. We're neighbors, so <laughs> I've known him my whole life. But, um. I I I never really talked to him, but like when he was a freshman, became friends, and then, uh, he he's just always been there, and he's still there for me now, and, um. Uh, we're doing a music video for the for the single, and I'm super excited for it. And then Noah Walther, um, he he's really special to me because he's like me. He's he really loves theater. Um, I like him because he's really intelligent. He's a really he's 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 just a really nice guy and he's he my just, role model. He just exactly. He's my role model. Like, Noah yeah. Noah is like. The role he is, yeah. the, he's the guy. Like he, I, like out of all the people I've met in my life, there's a very few that I could say that I could always look up to. Like that, and I think Noel Walther is one of the people that inspire me every day. And uh, the twins, because I, I, they were one of the people that like when I was in. Well, all these people I wanted to be more like, but like, the twins were like one of the people that like. I wanted, I aspired to be like the most in sixth and seventh yeah. grade. I was, I was very much like, oh, these people are really cool. And these people like to do what I do. They, and, and so I want to be more like them. And I asked them, are, are, like in sixth grade, I remember, I was like, do you guys do the other shows? And they're like, yeah. And that makes, that makes me want to do the shows more. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah. And I can't even count the amount of times they gave me rides home. <laughs> so I'm like forever in their debt too. Yeah. Um, or in, in their debt. Yeah. In their, okay, yes. You're right. And then um, uh, Madison, just again, always been there. Yeah. And, and we're family too. So it's just really nice to have someone to talk to. And uh, like... It it was just nice because we did the same things too. We'd always we'd sing karaoke sometimes. We'd just do a lot of things 
family-wise too, and and just we we'd geek out over shows, and she also would again just inspire me to keep doing theater, and so it was really nice. Um, yeah, I guess like my theater family. If we were just gonna put them in a box for three, my theater family, um, my my uh, family and parents, um, and then just my musical influences. And then, of course, like I was saying... Big old G-O-D. Big old G-O-D. <laughs> the big G. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's so amazing, Connor. And mm-hmm. I genuinely am really excited to see where you go on this journey. And I'm, I really hope eventually you come on for a third episode. <laughs> and like just to see the aftermath of not just uh, Young Inside, just to see where this road takes you. And I'm really excited to, A, watch it myself, mm-hmm. and B be able to share that with all the people that listen to this podcast because I am going to 100% everything you release from here on out I will definitely share and I'll definitely I will get you as much uh, uh, the uh, the prototype podcast is Connor Lyman's back every day and I'm so excited <laughs> to watch the journey you take and thank you thank you again so much for coming on I really hope yeah, I can bring course. you back again all right I until next time yep <laughs>